5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Thursday edition of your Patrick Johnson show. Oh! Well, we've got a final concert on the common coming up from the Cerebral uh, Toyota Theater in the town of Thomas. some technical difficulties but welcome into the patrick johnson show as we try to get it figured out on the line mark miller with us as we speak uh stay tuned on the other side of this quick time out here on the patrick johnson show mark live from concert on the common here on the 94.3 the game the patrick johnson show right here flagship station the ecu pirates 94.3 the game Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. Or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Real people are getting real and lasting pain relief at QC Kinetics. Who would have thought that I would be in better shape now than after I got out of the Marines at 22? It's great to be active again. I've played 36 holes multiple days in a row without pain. Everything is great. Are you tired of living with chronic joint pain? QC Kinetics uses cutting-edge regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged tissue, natural healing agents from your own body, so your body can heal itself the way it was designed. With no pain pills, no steroids, no drugs, and no downtime. Super successful, and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. Thanks to QC Kinetics, quality of life is just a lot better. Definitely changed my life. Call now to see if regenerative medicine could be the answer you've been looking for. The local medical professionals at QC Kinetics have proven protocols that can give you lasting relief now and the consultation is free call qc kinetics 252-765-PAIN that's 252-765-7246 252-765-PAIN getting the pirate nation home it's the patrick johnson show well, the drive home should be a delight here on 94.3 the game the flagship station of the ecu pirates and eastern north carolina's home for sports All right, uh, Ben, are we there? Come in, come in. Ben, are we there? 
Is everything working? Give me an idea, Ben. Can you hear me or not? Hello, check one, two. Okay, you got me, Ben? All right. Yeah, we're having some technical difficulties there. I don't know what's going on. We yeah, finally came well, through. We'll work through it. Uh, we always do. Uh, we'll get out to Mark in just a minute. Welcome in on the uh, uh, Patrick Peg Johnson start. show. Well, it's, it's a start. Uh, but, hey, it's how you finish. It's not how you start. Uh, huge news today, of course. USC and UCLA are uh, headed to the uh, Pac-12. <laughs> Uh, reportedly, Ben, can we just kill the phone long enough for me to uh, to go through this, if you don't mind, because that's coming into me, my ears really loud. And uh, well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and do this segment so we can maybe get through that. Maybe the phones are, are creating some issues. Uh, Mark Miller with us from uh, 107.9 WNCT, The Morning Rush. Mark, take it away. It's yours. What's going on, Air P-Man? How you doing? Live from the Greenville Town Common, the Greenville Toyota Amphitheater. Getting ready, getting set. Sound checks are wrapping up for Chicago Rewired, the ultimate Chicago tribute band. We've had some amazing tribute bands over the last couple of weeks, and this will be no exception. Chicago has, has got so many great influences and sounds so different, uh, you know, with each decade that has passed of their music. And you're going to hear all of it tonight with the backdrop of this absolutely gorgeous evening in Greenville. So uh, we're talking about a free show. We're talking about food and drinks here at the show as well. And wrapping up another concert on the common season. I'm kind of bummed it's the last one, man. Yeah, uh, final one. Uh, I understand there have been a lot of uh, food trucks added to the fray there. There's uh, plenty of uh, frothy beverages and water. Uh, so run through that for the folks there because uh, it's a little warm out there today, but uh, there'll be plenty of uh, goodies to start off the uh, Independence Day weekend. Oh, without a doubt. Last Call Pizza Company is here. Williams Catering can have Rock Springs up there. There's just a uh, you know, nonstop line of food trucks. The Kona Ice Truck is up there. The Burp Wagon is back. I believe that was your nickname in high school. If I haven't used that joke <laughs> already this concert on the common season, I can use it a second time. Why not? Uh, and also we have uh, the Junior League of Greenville's got all the drinks there. They go on sale, the drinks, in about 15 minutes or so from okay. now. So, I mean, the food is out there right now. If you want to grab the food and come get a drink on your way down, get that seat and get ready. You definitely want one of the seats in the shade, and they are going fast right now. But uh, still plenty of area for you to come down, sit down, and enjoy some food, some drink, and some merriment with Chicago Rewired. It's going to be great, man. All right, uh, that is the final uh, concert on the common this evening. Uh, 5.30 uh, is when uh, the food will, or the uh, drinks will start to get served. Mark already saying the food is already uh, being uh, served out there. Uh, so plenty of eats, plenty of drinks, uh, plenty of other goodies. Show starts at 6. Uh, you, you, Mark, you did note this with Chicago with a uh, long and uh, varied career. There are different eras. Does this band do... You know, more of a rocking era? Do they do, uh, What I mean, is it kind of the whole scope of the Chicago career? I think they cover the entire scope. Uh, when we were kind of putting together the promos, I was listening to some of their work, and I'm hearing, you know, everything from uh, 25 or 6 to 4 to some of the uh, the, the, the sort of 80s power ballad-ish stuff. Uh, you're going to hear it all tonight. <laughs> all right. And they have a horn section. So there you go. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, uh... Yes, absolutely. They have a nice little, you know, you have like the, the row of guitars up on the stage there's a row of different horns <laughs> which ah, is kind of you don't see right. that at every uh, every show we go to so that's, uh, that's gonna be a treat <laughs> no. tonight. like the journey band this is a group that a lot of people uh pay their good hard-earned money to see you'll see them free tonight in greenville one of the only places you probably will uh will see that with uh, chicago rewired this is a makeup from uh one that was rained out earlier in the year not uh, a chance of rain today uh but uh, plenty of uh water and drinks and beer and food so you can stay hydrated stay fed and enjoy the uh, show uh tonight mark uh really uh quick here any tickets you all are giving away tonight i know you've been uh handing out concert tickets during the intermission of the shows is there any tickets that people can register for for shows uh this uh this evening well yeah absolutely you got reo speedwagon and sticks coming to all to uh, walnut creek in august uh josh groban coming to wilmington july 15th and uh, Walnut Creek playing host to One Republic July 9th. You can sign up for every single one of those. You come by our tent, which you cannot miss. 
Uh, it'll be right there up at the front, and you can listen. See a live show for free, then win tickets to go see another live show for free. That's a pretty good night yeah. right there. It is. All right. Hey, Mark, uh, thanks a bunch. Everything will get started uh, tonight at 6.30 but go, or 6 o'clock, but go ahead and head out there now because there is uh, plenty going on uh, out at the uh, Greenville Town Common. Free show tonight, Chicago Rewired, our final concert on the Common of the Year. Hey, Mark, thanks a lot for the check-in. We'll talk to you soon. You bet, P-Man. Take it easy. Have a good one. All right. There he goes, uh, Mark Miller there. All right. Uh, well, welcome in, everybody. An auspicious start, but we're uh, ready to go and up and running. Uh, here on uh, 94.3 The Game, uh, Patrick Johnson Show. Let me uh, first uh, say hello to Ben Byram, who is uh, uh, ably getting us through this uh, bit by bit here today. Ben, hope all's well. Hey, Ben. All is well, rough start, but uh, <laughs> hey, we'll get through it. Plenty of sports to talk about. Yep, and uh, hello to uh, uh, DJC Square. Woo! Uh, Chris is in here today as uh, well. I'm looking through uh, some of this uh, here today. Obviously, the well, I think the big story, the one that resonates, uh, they both do, but this one to me really resonates with um, our listeners because of, uh, you know, being what we mainly cover and what we are, college, uh, you know, town, the flagship of the big university uh, in the area. Uh, USC and UCLA planning to leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten in 2024 with an announcement imminent. Uh, this was reported earlier today. It's a second round of the power conference realignment in as many years about to begin. Uh, this from CBS Sports uh, a little bit ago this afternoon, Pac-12 powerhouses, USC and UCLA. Well, that might be a little bit of a stretch powerhouses, but I get what they're going for there. Are finalizing discussions to leave the conference for the Big Ten as early as 2024, that athletic season. Uh, it was uh, reported by uh, Matt Norlander and Dennis Dodd, apparently, uh, at least according to the CBS article. Uh, though the move is not yet official, it appears if the Big Ten, as if the Big Ten is aiming to make a significant acquisition that will change the college sports landscape. Uh, the announcement expected, an announcement expected to address uh, UCLA and USC's intentions uh, is scheduled for four. Did that happen, Ben? Do we know? Uh, I don't think so quite yet. I don't think that's okay. set in stone. All right. Interesting. Um, everything is on the table. A PAC tour, a PAC 12 source is saying big 10 presidents and athletic directors met Wednesday night to discuss adding USC and UCLA to the league. The transition of USC and UCLA to the big 10 would be similar to the one that rocked college sports last summer when Texas, uh, Texas and Oklahoma opted to leave the big 12 for the SEC, a move set to transpire ahead of the 2025 season. That kicked off a realignment bonanza, which the Big 12, American, and other conferences uh, saw teams move in and out of their membership. Just reading from this article here, similar situation would likely occur here if USC and UCLA formalize their intention to depart the Pac-12. The move would constitute a stunning divergence in direction for UCLA and Cal, uh, partners in the University of California system. Uh, in acquiring the Trojans of Bruins, the Big Ten would transform from largely a Midwest conference to one that extends to the West Coast. They would best basically run from the Jersey Shore to L.A. No, I can't hear Is uh, where they would run, and it would be 16 uh, teams. All right. Um, ben, did you, what did you say there to me? I was saying uh, I, I was, I'm, I'm glad they kind of addressed that because it seems like the better move for UCLA and USC regional-wise was maybe the Big 12 because that's a little bit more out west and the Big Ten's a little bit more Midwest-centric. So I guess the fact that they're trying to look more towards national expansion, it makes a little bit more sense. And maybe there's a little bit more money in the Big Ten than the Big 12. I I don't think you're going to see – this is not the end of this. Um, they're not going to stop at 16 and just have two teams hanging out there on the West Coast. There, there's going to be some more dominoes to fall. I, I don't – I wouldn't even venture to guess what they would be. Oregon? I mean, Oregon would make well, some sense, wouldn't it? Maybe, I, I, I guess, but, you know, I, again, I, I just – I wouldn't venture to guess what it would be because uh, I don't know. And, and let's think of something else here. Remember when an alliance was formed last summer in response to the SEC adding Oklahoma and Texas? Well, wasn't it – didn't the ACC kind of form an alliance with um, a couple other conferences, it, right? It was this sort of wink and a handshake agreement with the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. 
They agreed to work together on various issues. Ooh, good point. That's out the window, it sounds stabilize like. Stabilize college football, not poach each other's members. Uh, very I mean, hypocritical, very sneaky on their part. That's like the, the Big Ten sort of uh, in the Pac-12 had their own little agreement. I, I look at so. it this way. When it comes to basketball and football, UCLA and USC are huge assets. I mean, that alliance, I'm with them, goes right out the window if you got an opportunity to bring them into your conference. I mean, that's that's major money well, you're looking at. Maybe so, but, I mean, again, I, I go back to this, and it may it, it's obviously an antiquated look at things. But, um, you know, the, the I read something a little earlier. This is uh, This is everybody, every sport going there. Yeah. Um, this is the um, everything for USC, but beach volleyball would go and rowing and, and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, well, well, and well, that I can't say, but yeah, yeah, obviously, and that would make around. sense. Oh, yeah, but I, well, I mean, I, if they have it, that's it's going to the Big Ten. But I mean, here's what we know: you're, you're, I mean, UCLA has you know a baseball program. Bryant Ward, Greenville native, is an assistant on it. I mean, you know the. Those teams in that part of the country in the Big Ten that have baseball struggle right now getting games in. Now, they wouldn't go out to L.A. because, you know, they don't have the snow to in, in February and March. But, um, I mean, you're going to send your volleyball team from uh, Happy Valley to Los Angeles? Yeah, we even saw problems this year of Northwestern not even being able to hire a bus driver and having to cancel a game because of complications well, of traveling so i mean yeah that's that's a great point especially when it comes to baseball and the funding's a little lackluster in certain programs i mean that could definitely pose a huge issue because even the bigger schools are not too uh prime or, or too keen on throwing big money at baseball right now well that's that's just it i mean they're putting all the money in football and and those that care are putting it in basketball uh in the big conferences and the other thing is this, um, you know, football, this is it's once a week. There'll be years where teams won't have to go out to Los Angeles or the two teams. I mean, just think of it. They're, they're probably going to play annually because they always do. But I mean, half of their games in the conference are going to be on the road. Yeah, on the road. They've got to, three times they've got to go from the West Coast to wherever in the Midwest. Well, some of these co or some of these schools are pretty much on the East Coast. I mean, that's going to. That, well, no, that, I mean yeah. that Maryland's yeah, Maryland's in there. So, and speaking of Maryland, so from Los Angeles to College Park, Maryland, which is basically Washington D.C., two thousand six hundred forty-four miles. Ah, jeez. To Nebraska, fifteen hundred miles from L.A. to Lincoln, Nebraska. To Iowa City, Iowa, eighteen hundred eighty-one miles. To Columbus, Ohio, and the Ohio State, two thousand two hundred forty-five miles. Wow! I mean, I can uh, see that. Minneapolis, Minneapolis, where the University of Minnesota is, nineteen hundred twenty-six miles. I mean, that's just, you know, just an example of just a handful of places yep. from Los Angeles. I, I think for uh, like ba baseball, obviously that's an issue, but for football and basketball, I don't think not well, so even much. Basketball but that could be taxing on a team. Issue. That could be taxing on a team. Yeah, basketball for sure. But I think UCLA is not doesn't come any short when it comes to money. When it comes to their basketball, I don't think. Well, obviously, you don't want that extra expense, but maybe the potential profit or the potential gain uh, outweighs kind of the uh, kind of the expenses there. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, uh, that's the other kind of knock on this. I mean, branding wise, you're right, USC and UCLA, but in the Pac-12. A lot of schools in that conference, even as a couple of years ago, and this may have changed, but, I mean, for basketball, they take commercial flights. I mean, the, the, the Pac-12, if, you, if, if you're UCLA and you, you, you mentioned Oregon, Ben, you're, you're going to go play a road game at Oregon. You're going to play that game on Thursday, stay up there, and then play at Oregon State on Saturday, for example. Yeah, yeah, that kind of goes if out the window. Cal, if you're Arizona, you're going to go to Los Angeles and play both schools in a you know, Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday scenario. I mean, that's what they've been doing for, for years, and, and they do it all on, on commercial flights, by and large. I did not know that. Yeah, that's that's kind of shocking, uh, to be quite honest, from somebody who's, like, on the outside looking in. You would think programs like UCLA and even USC would have 
no problem when it comes to getting a charter flight or something like that with the money and the history and tradition that those programs have, not only in football, but basketball and baseball. I mean, they do pretty well. I, that, that, that's definitely well, a shocker. Pac-12 network has not been as lucrative, obviously, as shocker. Yeah, I the did, Big Ten did. and the SEC network. And, uh, and I don't even think it's so much the SEC network as much as it's ESPN and CBS, especially ESPN, have, has paid tons and tons of dollars into the SEC. The uh, other uh, little bit of news uh, we'll save for you. We'll come back and, and bring it to you. It involves Major League Baseball, but with um, our little bit of a funky start, we uh, we need to grab a break so we can stay on schedule. Joe Giglio uh, is going to be with us. Talk to him a little earlier. Uh, we talked about this. This was kind of breaking news when I spoke to him. So we'll grab a break and uh, come back and uh, talk with uh, Joe Giglio in a little bit. But when we return... Uh, MLB with uh, an interesting announcement today. We'll discuss it next. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesday means all Mexican imports for just $2.75. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork. You know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. For projects big or small, play it safe when you plan on digging and call or click 811 three working days before you dig. 811 is the first step to getting your buried underground utilities like gas, electric, or internet lines located. Having these lines marked before digging helps keep you, your family, and your neighborhood safe. 811 is fast, free, and it's the law. So don't forget to make the call to 811. Sponsored by North Carolina 811 and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with this station. What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com, for PJ Shot Podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 943 The Game. All right, Joe Giglio coming up in a little bit. Uh, we've got uh, an update for you as well. The other story announced today, uh, which um, I think we all knew was coming. MLB likely to introduce automated strike zone system in 2024. Uh, one of our, uh, guys that we've known for a long time, uh, Greg McDade is, uh, and he's an official, he was South central for a, a long time in education for a number of years, but has been, I, I'm sure he's umpired, but he's also, uh, officiated college football games. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, he's a pretty level-headed guy, uh, commented on the story we put up on Facebook long, lo some long games now. No strike zones to get the bats moving or widen zones in blowouts. That's a good point. I mean, it it's already uh, 
And, I, I'm, and look, I'm not going to pretend to know what the average time of an MLB game is because I'd have to pretend I cared. But, I mean, let's face it. These things drag on and on and on and on and on sure. forever as it is. I know they've done things to curtail that. But. I was about to say that. Yeah, it probably drags on way too long. I mean, it's at least three hours. But, I mean, that's a great point from Greg McDade, and that is we've got, uh, you know, great point from Greg McDade. We've got, uh, you know, the, the human factor, as much as we like to say it's flawed, the human factor uh, if a game gets out of hand, you know, naturally you're going to try to get the hell out of there so nobody gets hurt. You know, if you get something like an 8 nothing game in the third inning, it becomes a blowout or it's, you know, 11-1 to one or so. I mean, that's part of it. If a guy's dealing out there, you're going to do things to, you know, try to swing, as we say, and, and get the strike zone going a little bit, that kind of thing. I mean, that's that's all that all kind of goes out the window. Ben, do we know? Does it say this is going to happen? Uh, all I and, saw is that and, he's going to have it kind of in place by 2024. So, but that means I, nobody behind home plate because a lot of versions of this I saw earlier said said it would be something that you would there would still be human intervention behind the plate. How are you going to call somebody? How are you going to call a play at the plate? I guess maybe there's a glitch or something, and if you got to override it upon further review, at that point, just have umpires. We're getting a little bit too and, inside baseball here. Oh, and then did you like that? I did. I did. That was. Let me see. You might have it before I. Uh, wait a minute. Here we go. There we go. There we That's go. I was it, looking man. for it. I was really looking for it there. You realize it's not Friday yet, Ben. We still have another show tomorrow. Right? I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. Gosh, it feels like it. Uh, no, it's not quite a uh, silly season. See, if this were a baseball game, we'd be swinging away at uh, every pitcher trying to get out of town today, right? Oh, oh there we go. Uh, uh, there we are. All right, uh, another little piece of news out of MLB. And, and look, I'm, I'm all for this. I think, uh, you know, but it, it does dilute things a little bit. Um, but uh, you've got... Rob Manfred also saying today that he wants to expand to 32 teams. I'd love to get the 32 teams. Ideal destinations in your mind. How many teams we got now? 30. So you're adding two there, right? Yep. I guess two, uh, one to each uh, conference. League. But, yeah. Yeah. Conference, league. We, we all know. Come on. How about UCLA and USC? Why don't we, uh, why don't we add them? That would be enough. Ah, see the double. This guy's just dropping uh, singers left and right here. Yeah, it's well, it's laugh or cry, one of the two. Um, you know, I, there's the usual suspects. Uh, you know, Montreal's c talked about, but I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the the, the thing about the baseball deal is this: if you're going to expand to 32 teams, I think you got to first find. And I'm not saying these are new ballparks in either place. Ideally, they would be. But I think you've got to get things settled with Oakland and Tampa first, right? Yeah. Um, I, ideally, I would like maybe Montreal and Vegas to be added, but you got to get that squared away. You have smaller market baseball teams that are really struggling, and they can't even get – they haven't had superstar talents in decades. I mean, well, that, that could go make a huge difference. From the, from the standpoint of Oakland – and, I mean, there's been more people at Mudcats games this year yeah, well, than at some of the games played in Oakland. Well, ECU games. And that, that's like, not a slight against ECU, right. but, I mean, the capacity no. is obviously way smaller than a Major League Baseball park. Well, I mean, yeah, there were, there's actually been, during the Super Regional, there have been more physical bodies inside of Clark LeClaire than there probably have, and probably Tampa, for that matter, this year. Absolutely. And that little concrete jungle, that place is a dump. Looks like a cement block. So I think you've got to, first of all, get that, those situations resolved. Tampa seems like with that quasi-deal they're trying to do with part of the season in Montreal. So Tampa to Montreal makes sense. Uh, I, think, um, I think Vegas makes some sense maybe for Oakland. And then you've got to determine do you want to 
you know, the other thing is this, and this is where the Orioles fought for so long with the Nationals, and that's why the Orioles own the Nationals' TV rights, which the Nationals should be getting more than they're getting for TV rights, but because of that, the deal to placate Baltimore's management, that's why they're on one of the Masson networks. So do you think that rules out Nashville as a potential site? Just no, the, because uh, there's really nobody. There? I mean, maybe Atlanta could make a, an argument, but so I think Nashville's the logical site. I, I don't think Charlotte, because I don't know where you'd put the ballpark. I mean, the one they got in there is right in the middle of downtown and already but kind of not the best place to have a ballpark in terms of, I don't know, just growing ex- or expansion. They can't expand it. It's It's kind of landlocked. And they've already done. You're the, right. Yeah. They've already done the experiment of moving uh, or having a team in a stadium in South Carolina, and that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, we we saw how that goes. There's all kinds of fraud being thrown out, and who's who pays for what? Yeah. We don't need another headache like that well, right that's, now. That's nobody wants that headache. That's that's the tepper. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but uh, you know, San Antonio, Austin, Texas. Yeah. Those make sense. I, I, do you think if they do expansion, I think they would want bigger markets than that, right? I mean, there's still some bigger well, I mean, markets San out there. San Antonio and Austin for. are big markets. Yeah. Those I, are big markets. I, I those think are huge markets. Vegas and Nashville might be a little bit bigger, just in my opinion. That might be a potential for more money. Mm, yeah, Vegas is not as big as you think. It. I mean, it's getting bigger. Get, don't get me wrong, but it's not as big that, as you. That seems to be the hot spot for expansion in the past few years. No, though. it they is. see a lot of potential there. But under my model, Ben, we're putting Oakland in – Las Vegas. Okay, yeah, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Ideally, I know people love baseball in Texas. I mean, just look at their college baseball teams down there. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world to throw a team down there. Uh, you know, I think you got – yeah, I, 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 that's the usual suspects. I mean, Charlotte's going to come to mind. I know there will be people that think Raleigh would be an ideal spot. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we can't even get an I, XFL team in Raleigh. I think um, – you know, I, I, I think there's, you know, and I mean, what do you do with the Marlins, too? That's not a great success down there. Just, Absolutely not. I yeah. think there's, there's so many ills right now that, uh, and look, nationally, baseball's doing okay. It's not doing as well, obviously, as it did at one time. It's getting ready to trend region- downward, though, for sure. I think we can well, all maybe. agree on that. Yeah, maybe. In the, I mean, it's kind of stabilized, but in the regional markets, it is a huge hit. So, I mean, that's why you got to look at where, what's a growing area, what's an area that could – and it comes down to this. Here's the thing that, that hurts Raleigh, for example. You basically – got to have corporate headquarters in, in the city or, or in the region that you're moving to because that's where you get your sponsorships from. You know, Charlotte, you have all of the banking, you know, Bank of America, and then there are other, you know, banking Headquarters well, down yeah, there. There's the, other one of yeah. the banking capitals of the country outside of New York. I mean, yeah, uh, right. that makes sense so corporate wise, but right there's like corporate you said, the headquarters. Issue. Right there's corporate headquarters there, uh, but I'm saying that's where the Panthers are able to to succeed in a sense. The other part of that is in Raleigh. Your corporate headquarters are maybe AutoZone. There's a couple of, but I mean, you've got a. You've got a pro hockey franchise basically competing with three professional franchises in the way that they market things with Duke, Carolina, and NC State already. Yeah, absolutely. So, I would I mean, argue those, those they're way bigger than Carolina Hurricanes right now. I mean, as a national brand and money-wise, I, I wouldn't be surprised well, if they're bigger. There's only so much money in the Raleigh market to go around uh, on that kind of franchise. So, you know, in the triad, there's – I mean, it's a growth area, but it's not – Again, you got to look at where some corporate headquarters um, located. And let's so face I, it, the hockey team is near bottom of attendance when they're not winning. I mean, it's all fun and games when they're winning and consistently making the playoffs, but that's one of the worst franchises attendance-wise when it's not rolling. So, I mean, I see your yeah. point completely. All right, uh, I want to get to the Gillio interview, so let's uh, go ahead and uh, do that, Ben, a quick update, and then we'll get to uh, Joe Gillio from uh, earlier today uh, right here on uh, the Patrick Johnson Show. Here's Ben. Thanks, Patrick. Holden Aylers participated in the Elite Manning Passive Academy last week, and the veteran pirate quarterback told us about it on Wednesday as he joined in studio for an appearance on 94.3 The Game, the D.H. Conley product, talking about picking up the habits that made Peyton Manning a legend. He did stuff that I was telling you, you know, before we went on air, like, 
he would on Fridays he would meet with his offensive coordinator to go over 10 plays that he likes after he has a bad play and it's like who would even think about that like you know what I mean and even right. Eli was like Peyton I think you're the only quarterback to ever do that they're so detailed and so in-depth and everything and you know kind of you know I know how to watch film and I know how to pick apart defenses but like I mean, next Peyton, level though. yeah I mean Peyton was saying that like he knew, like, in the, with the 2004 Ravens, I think, I think it was 2004 with the, with the Ravens that he played, that he could tell when they were sending a certain blitz based off of what foot the defensive tackle had up. Elsewhere in college sports, USC and UCLA announced that they're planning to move to the Big Ten as early as 2024 from the Pac-12. And two Carolina legends, Roy Williams and Larry Miller, are two of the inductees going into the 2022 National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. From the NBA, Kevin Durant has officially requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets are currently looking for a partner for KD. The rumored destinations for Durant is that he's favoring Miami and Phoenix. Meanwhile, the Hornets forward Miles Bridges finds himself in further trouble as he was arrested last night in L.A. and is facing felony domestic violence charges. Bridges' timing was terrible as that was the eve of free agency, and he was expected to get offered a max contract by either Charlotte or Detroit. Wrapping up for the MLB, Commissioner Rob Manfred came out and stated he's open to expanding the league to 32 teams, while also saying the league is pushing towards robot umpires by 2024. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Byram on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Joe Giglio, more on that on the other side of this quick timeout. Season. Get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you, and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up, ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Just follow me. We're doing it for the gram. Check out pics from the PJ Show and more. Plus, pics from around Pirate Nation. 94.3 The Game, now on Instagram. Times, they are changing, undoubtedly. News of today tells you that, doesn't it? Uh, if you have suffered from joint pain, arthritis pain, and injury, and you've gone through the traditional treatments, such as pain meds, surgery, steroids, there's a new way, because the times, they are changing. Get with the times on this. A better way. It's here in Greenville, 
Local medical professionals at QC Kinetics can help you alleviate your pain. They do it with regenerative medicine. It's an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that provides lasting relief. It uses your body's own healing power. You don't want steroid shots. They're toxic on your joints. Pain meds are addictive. That's a slippery slope. You don't want to go under the knife. Nobody wants surgery. The old ways in 2022, we've got the new ways. They are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics right now. Get a free consultation. Set up that schedule with them. 756-PAIN, 252-756-PAIN, QC Kinetics. Any pain in any joint can be alleviated. Call them now, 252-765-PAIN. A little earlier today, we had the chance to talk with Joe Giglio. Afternoon host on 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, also WREL sports fan. Joe, how the heck are you? I, I don't know if I'm prepared for some more expansion roulette here, Patrick. I don't know if I walked into that today. Well, you you walked into it prior to your show and uh, during this uh, recording that we're doing here for uh, the, uh, the, the Patrick Johnson show, the penultimate uh, edition before we move on to uh, – a, a lot of time off in July. So let me ask you this. Uh, report today that uh, USC and UCLA could be headed to the Big Ten uh, here in a couple of years. Knee-jerk reaction. Makes sense to me, Patrick. I don't know how conferences not named the SEC and the Big Ten are going to compete going forward. And that's... Uh, part of where those conferences are with their media deals and the commitment, the financial resources that they have. I I just don't think we're even close to how disparate those revenue streams are going to be over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So that was part of what I was going to ask you and talk to you about today. I had the occasion Thursday uh, or or Wednesday, excuse me, to check – out your guys' uh, show uh, as I was on the road at the beginning. And, and one of the things that you were talking about I found fascinating was just that, the disparity, but you were kind of approaching it from the NC State perspective. You don't know how the ACC, most notably NC State, uh, can compete uh, with, say, Florida and where they're going to be in, in an NIL situation. That's interesting because you and I have a, a great mutual friend who's uh, ahead of uh, the NC State Collective, our buddy Josh Goodson's involved in that, and Josh visited with me a little while ago and was telling me all about that. Um, and then I look at, you know, there's a group of people uh, here in Greenville that have started this Boneyard uh, Collective, and I think, because I always look at things through this lens at ECU, and it just it struck me that that was a very ECUS conversation, Joe. How are we going to keep up <laughs> when you're referring to – Somebody out of the ACC, that just struck me as – you can imagine how that struck me. I know you get it because you've, you, you've got a pretty good uh, breadth of knowledge on the ECU uh, plight. But, boy, if you're talking about, uh, about NC State, if I'm ECU and anybody in the American right now, I'm a little queasy maybe. Either that or there'll be one super mega conference, right, with 30 teams or whatever, pick a, pick a number divisible by four, 36, and then the rest will be competing in their own division. I can I could see a scenario of that happening. Um, well, that's li- and it might not include the teams that you think. I was going to say that leaves uh, a lot of people it out. May not be. Yeah, it may not be the ones that you think. Um, you know, who really has the resources and the time to make these commitments, you talk about these collectives and you're right, Josh is our friend and the collectives strike me the wrong way in the sense that why is it up to Josh and other business people to come up with money to pay the athletes? Why aren't the schools and the money that they're Patrick, they're talking about the big 10 making a billion dollars, a billion in their next television contract. There's, there's no money in there for the players. It's going to fall down 
to the local Stuckey's owner, it's going to fall down to uh, our, uh, maybe another friend of ours, Hayes Lancaster, who owns Mosquito uh, Authority and a couple yeah. of other small mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. Why is it on them? Why is it not on the billion dollar revenue that's already been generated in college sports? That's what's frustrating to me. Um, but I, there's just no way you can convince me that it, unless you have an, an overly aggressive and committed resources and fan base, a la a Clemson, Louisville, you could potentially put in that group, Florida State. I'm not even sure Virginia Tech gets there. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. You know, it's funny, uh, Joe Giglio, 99.9 The Fan, WREL Sports Fan is with us. It's funny when you uh... – you know, we, we, why East Carolina was not getting the seat at any of these tables. We were told about television markets. Well, that's kind of an irrelevant argument now. And now it's an arms race that even those in the so-called television markets can't even compete in, it appears. Yeah. It really always should have been about interest. And at the time of ACC expansion, I always thought West Virginia, Virginia Tech, ECU made more sense than any of the teams they ended up adding. Miami, of course, at the time was on top of college football. But ultimately, when you break down Miami, they're a private school that now they have a billionaire who's interested in what they're doing. But they won five national titles with three different coaches, all because of the they just happened to be on top of the richest ore of talent there is in all of college football and they were able to keep that talent there subsequently that talent's been you know chewed up by pretty much every other national program but also you know UCF didn't exist when Miami was running the world Uh, South Florida didn't exist Florida Atlantic FIU you know the list goes on so even adding Miami while they were on top of the world doesn't necessarily make as much sense even even in today's lens because they haven't they just haven't delivered. It's fascinating to hear you and this is why I love talking to Joe cuz he just has as I say a breadth of knowledge that you know goes beyond just the ACC and NC State. He, he is in tune with the ECU history and situation but also just what he talked about there with all these campuses popping up in Florida. I've always contended, too, is saying really the thing that got Virginia Tech off the pedestal they were on, in my opinion, was the emergence of an ODU football program. Not that that's been a gangbusters situation, but now kids of the Tidewater who might have to go to Blacksburg and ride the pine two or three years and maybe get on special teams have a chance to play immediately, and that hurts your depth. I agree. The same principle. Yeah. And, you know, ECU's always gotten kids from up there. Mac Brown, the first time around, his best players came from up there. There's no doubt in my mind Virginia Tech is number was the number one beneficiary of Mac Brown going to Texas the first time around. So, you know. The great Joe Giglio, 99.9 The Fan, WREL Sports Fan. What's your best round right now that you've shot? Um, so I haven't been able to play that many 18s, Okay, but I got out for nine. Uh, I got out for nine. I, I can usually get out and get nine, 10, 11 in after work. Okay. I shot a, my best ever was a 30 set out of 37 on the home course Jeez. two days ago. It's not bad. It's not bad. At I all. was pretty happy with myself. No, you should be. You should be. Are you ready yeah. for the live tour? Um, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I can't wait till one of them doesn't show up to an event and, and they figure out what happens when you screw around with, with, with the Saudis. So yeah. We'll, well, that's the, uh, that, again, I, you always, to me, have great takes on a lot of things. That's the deal there, isn't it? I, I don't want to play. I, look, I get we're, we're all capitalists and in those guys' case, in my case, you're an independent contractor and you got to do things to make money. Um, and I'm not talking the guys that already have a ton of money. I'm talking some guys that, you know, are having to play 30 events right. a year to keep their card. Um, you know, so my I, I kind of get all that. But that would you if you're sick of structure and got to be here, got to be there, and you've and you 
you're going to be sick of that at some point here because you've got to play these events, right? Yeah, I I have a lot of thoughts on the Live Tour. Uh, certain people, if you've already qualified for majors and you have your way in and you want to get uh, even more money than you already have, you're, you're just being greedy in my opinion. Um, do I think the PGA Tour is perfect? Obviously not. But I, I just I have a hard time believing that these guys don't want to be competitive. And, and these events on the Live Tour are, are exhibitions. They're not they're not competitions. So that's the part of it that's disappointing. And then, you know, take a Sergio Garcia or an Ian Poulter, you know, two guys the average golf fan probably doesn't care about. But they live for the Ryder Cup and they've now forfeited basically their right to play in the Ryder Cup going forward. So why would you? Sergio Garcia already has a ton of money, Patrick. Like, yeah. he doesn't have to take this money. That's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. this isn't a situation where Warwick Dunn, you know, loses his parents and he's in New Orleans and, he, you know, football saves his life. Live Golf is not saving Sergio Garcia or Ian Poulter's life. They're just giving him more money than they already know what to do with. We always verge off into a, diverge into a topic uh, that I, I wasn't planning on talking about, so Live was that. I want to go back to one thing with the ACC 355. Not so much the scheduling. I, I couldn't care less about it. But uh, I guess the the usefulness of divisions, this is another one of these big trends we're going to see now in college football, which gears us towards the have and have not uh, situation down the road. Yes. And I think because – the divisions and where we're going, I think this made sense TV-wise. TV is the ones who said, we, we want you to have, like we saw in 2020 during the pandemic, we want you to come to play more interesting games, to play games between teams that are from the same league as yours. We, we don't want McNeese State and, and Carolina. We don't want, you know, Western Carolina and NC State. My idea forever, Patrick, has been to play uh, the the one double A games in August. That should be your your preseason game. Play one preseason game in August, and I actually think they should go to ten league games, and then the automat have an automatic bid to the playoff. And I think they need to expand to either twelve or sixteen teams to to the playoff. So yeah. we'll see what they end up doing. Again, uh, the shifts here in, in conferences are moving. I can't imagine uh, U.S. L.A. being in the Big Ten, but I couldn't imagine Notre Dame or Louisville or Syracuse being in the ACC. So the league has sacrificed basketball at the altar of uh, mediocre football. That's the big complaint, you know, that I hear a lot from fans. Yeah. Do, you, do you agree with that assessment? I think that I think the league just made bad choices. Um, and that, that's cost them financially. I, if Miami and Virginia Tech were really strong, if Florida State was really strong, if Clemson was really strong, if you had four really strong brands, perhaps you can offset some of the programs at the bottom of the league. Mm -hmm. But when you keep adding small private schools or schools that don't have a big enough following, it, imagine the SEC with more than just Vanderbilt. I mean, they have one. The Big Ten has Northwestern. That's right, it. So right. the, the equivalent would be if the ACC just had Duke or just had Wake Forest or just had Boston College. They have all three. <laughs> <laughs> so just, what do you want me to do? I mean, it's it's three out of your 14. It's, just, it's not enough. And then, you know, Pitt and Georgia Tech. Uh, I, I once had a bowl, a, a bowl president explain to me, I never want anyone from an NFL city. I never want a college team from an NFL city. They won't travel because they're the interest in those teams isn't great. It will never be. It it's almost impossible for it to be great. Hey, Joe, thanks a lot for the time, man. Always good to talk to you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Patrick. There he is, uh, Joe Giglio. We talked to him a little bit earlier today. I mean, he's right. That's where uh, a lot of this uh, got skewed to begin with. It was the thinking that, uh, hey, we're going to have television uh, networks. We want big tele. That was always the knock against ECU. They're, they're, oh, they're not in a big television market. Well, the interest at ECU football is much greater per capita than the interest in Boston College football. Uh, the uh, interest uh, is much 
more than Pitt football. I know they just won the ACC championship, but uh, I would say it's more interesting uh, just in a garden variety Vanderbilt game. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where we are now. You know, it's if you're someone like John Gilbert, you don't have enough to navigate and deal with. Uh, I mean, we've got the accelerated uh, demise of, uh, of kind of college sports like it as it looks now. And I mean, the American is trying to get as well positioned as possible. But is it only maybe schools from the American that are going to be well positioned rather than the, the vast majority of the conference? We'll see. Uh a little bit of uh, news that certainly, you know, we don't like to have to to report or hear here, uh, or hear about, I should say. But um, apparently, uh, and, and this kind of was what we were thinking, sports gambling in North Carolina is dead. Brian Murphy, WREL, has been up there following it. Source involved with the North Carolina sports gambling bills. Due to the time restraints of the session, we do not see a path forward. Before adjournment this week, we're hopeful there will be additional opportunities this year to advance the legislation. So that would mean after the uh, election. And, and look, that's kind of what we had heard, that it's probably going to be something that would happen if it does after the election. All right. Thanks to Joe Giglio for being on with us today. Don't forget the concert on the Common is uh, about to start now. Plenty of time to get out there, though. Chicago Rewired. I think this is one of their hits. We will have... Uh, a 4th of July edition tomorrow. The mayor of Greenville, PJ Conley, with us to talk about uh, Greenville's 4th of July celebration. And we will have uh, our friend Hayes Permar with us from Sports Channel 8. He will give us an idea of what uh, he'll handicap the uh, hot dog eating championship for us. Joey Chestnut, right? Uh, we'll talk sports with Hayes Permar. We'll have some fun tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-395-7074. 800-395-7074. That's 800-395-7074. Kudos, Carl. You've always had a need for speed. Racing anything with wheels. Yelling out, three, two, one, at every traffic light. But this time, you've taken your power obsession to the next level. By purchasing this electric vehicle, you've given yourself instant torque that blows your old launch times away, which will keep you saying, Woo-wee! every time you punch the pedal. Good for your adrenaline, great for the planet. That's the power of EV. Sponsored by the NC Clean Energy Technology Center and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with this station. If you've been injured in an accident and need cash now before your case settles, Oasis Financial can help. Last month, Oasis helped over 3,000 people. Why not you? If you have an attorney, call Oasis Financial today at 877-266-9107. It takes just three minutes to apply. And once you're approved, get $500 to $100,000 of your settlement in as little as 24 hours with no risk to you. That's right. Get $500 to $100,000 within one day. If you lose your case, you You don't have to pay Oasis back, ever. So call Oasis today to see if you qualify at 877-266-9107. That's 877-266-9107.